Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jason Dedeker, how are we doing today? Uh, I'm great, but what were you just doing? I looked in the oh. camera and I saw that you were just like spraying something around. Were you yeah. changing the air like Marie Kondo tells us this to do? Is, here, I gotta do this like an influencer. It's a mood mist. It's like oh. lavender spray. So... Yeah, I don't know. I just it, it felt like it needed a little bit of good juju, good good sense. So I was gonna say, were you like just too pumped for drunk Bible study? You need to calm yourself down. <laughs> right. I guess I don't know. I I was <laughs> up really late last night. Yeah, I was up really late last night with my sick cat at the vet, and he's doing mm. better now. But you know, it. I just needed a little spritz. A little spritz is something. So how are you two doing, though? Doing well. I've been, this week has been a week of all meetings for me. And so I've just been irritated and annoyed all week. And I can't tell you how much, you know, yeah, (laughs) how much this morning I was like, at least I get to stop early today to start drinking and reading the Bible. So, Oh, yeah, I I feel the same. Today was just like a packed day for me of just Mm -hmm. like work and also some difficult emotional stuff. And I really was looking forward to at least I get to have drunk Bible study at the end of the day. This is what the Bible does. Yeah, it it gives us it brings us together for alcohol and and fun (laughs) and excitement. Recharge. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Christians weren't lying about everything. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, what did we talk about last week? It was the start of Kings. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, New main character. Mm-hmm. Solomon. Yes. Solomon. Yes. Who potentially... May he ran. Potentially we're casting uh, Michael B. Jordan. So yes. keep that in mind. This right. is his like chemistry read with the other characters we haven't cast yet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, he sort of also decided to like go on a rampage and kill a bunch of people that were not good to his dad and that were potentially going to be a problem for him at a later time, including our dear friend, um, Joab. Joab? Joab. Joab. Yeah. He finally finally got his comeuppance. Yes, he did. So sadly, that happened. Um, I'm very interested. Oh, and Bathsheba like got him in there. And Nathan, Mm -hmm. Nathan Prime, Mm -hmm. they both got in there and got Solomon to the top. And he's like 15 at this point. If he's 15 doing all this, what's going to happen when he gets older? Wow. Yeah, I guess we've established that by the end of the chapter we last read, he would have been 18 because three years had passed. Okay. Um, But yeah, so he's still still a pretty young, young king. So we're going to see how he establishes his his kingdom, I guess. Yeah, I yeah hope. indeed. I, or who knows? Maybe they'll just be another census and we'll just name everybody for <laughs> an hour. That's true. That was sort of not very, that wasn't a very compelling ending to this two-part series of Samuel. But yeah. David's story. It was kind of weird yeah. to end on this weird census and hugging a virgin and then we're dead. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, David yeah, died too. Exactly. That, that happened. 
that mm-hmm. happened. So, all right. Uh, what are we drinking today? Well, I am having a lovely rosé. It's from the Carneros area of the Napa Valley. Oh, the, wow. You brought the, it. Well, the vineyard. Vineyard. <laughs> it's a vineyard. Is that like another word I, that you pronounce strangely? No, What's the no, other one that she pronounces no, strangely? No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. No, it just my body couldn't decide whether to say winery or vineyard. And it uh, chose to come And it came them. out vineyard. Well yes. Done. Okay. This vineyard is Courtney Benham. And I, I brought the bottle to show you because the label, like their logo is someone who's about to get into a horrible bike accident. I don't know if you can see that. They're like, it's like someone on a bike who just oh, ran yeah, into a rock and they're about to go flying into the stratosphere. And they, sh- they thought that that was the best logo for their, their vineyard for some reason. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now I'm always going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Jace, what, what are you drinking? Uh, so I decided to enjoy more of this Espelon tequila that I got. Mm. Um, and I've been combining it with my, my uh, mango sparkling water. It's actually a pretty nice oh. little combo. Nice. Yeah, it's like a a tonic and a and tequila. Well, but without like any drink. tonicness. It's like a well, more like yeah, a soda water. I guess water. tonic is different than soda water. Yeah. yeah they're two yeah. different things. What about you? I don't um, know in what you, way. What fancy, yeah. amazing looking like home muddled drink have <laughs> Jeez, you made today? Look at it. Yeah. I mean, gosh. y'all are, y'all that are listening to this recorded version, you can't see it, but Emma always whips out this just amazing craft mixology drink that she just like threw together at home. No like big with deal. Garnishes and like fresh ingredients and <laughs> well, I wanted to make ingredients for the yeah. people the people who get to see it and you too. Um, yeah, it's just a water. It's a frozen watermelon margarita. So I have frozen watermelon that I threw in with some Contro and tequila and some fresh lime juice and fresh mint. Mm. I think that's why it's not like a very vibrant red, but the mint adds a little something. It's quite nice. nice. Highly recommend. Lovely. Sounds yeah. just lovely. Yeah, it's not chocolate. Uh, my mom is asking if it's chocolate and it's not. It is watermelon. What are, we, what are we doing today? What are we? What, <laughs> what, are, we, we what are we reading today? <laughs> that, Just talking about drinks and our day and what's been going on. I know. All right. So today we're continuing on with the story of Solomon in First Kings chapters three through five. You can read along with us at drunkbiblestudy.com/slash/read and go grab your drinks. <laughs> All right, as we get started, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, 1 Kings 3. Solomon made affinity with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Whoa, really? Oh, an alliance. Pharaoh, this is not the Pharaoh, the, like the old Pharaoh. Well, no, Pharaoh's it's a, a title. Pharaoh. It's like a Caesar, you know? Yeah. Right. Okay. Many, many generations of Pharaohs have come and gone. Yeah. Yes. Not the Pharaoh whose heart was hardened like 3,000 times, but mm-hmm. a different Pharaoh whose yeah. heart let's, we can harden. Let's find out if his heart is hard or not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, let's see. So, yeah, with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter mm. and brought her into the city of David until he had made an end of building his own house and the house of Yahweh and the wall of Jerusalem roundabout. I'm assuming that 
Pharaoh was like, yes, here, take my daughter. I'm assuming he didn't just steal her. I well, think this it's is like Solomon. a political marriage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that you made that known because <laughs> I, I figured it was Solomon and he's been killing a bunch of people and he's like, and now I'm taking this lady. He's just <laughs> on a power bender right now. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute. They, he made an end of building his own house. So he finished his house and then the house of Yahweh. So he finished what the, um, the temple, the temple. Right? Yeah. It was like the church, the <laughs> tabernacle something. Yeah. Okay. So we finished that. And then the wall around Jerusalem. So he's like in a nice little, little mm-hmm. spot. Only the people sacrificed in the high places because there was no house built for the name of Yahweh until those days. Oh, so they had to go sacrifice up on a mountaintop or a hilltop because I there see. wasn't an established temple. Mm, okay. okay. Got it. Got okay. It. Solomon loved Yahweh, walking in the statues of David his oh statutes of David his father. <laughs> Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places. All right. <laughs> the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer on that altar. Good boy. Good boy, Solomon. So I'm looking yeah, at God loves him. In the message, the high places gets translated to just local shrines. Oh, so, that sounds way less impressive. Yeah, you yeah, just keep imagining it's places. Yeah, little hills or cliffs or something they have to go up to. Maybe well, it's that, both. That's, yeah, are they just saying high as in it is high because it's of God, or is it actually like on a mm. mountaintop? That's the question, yeah. Okay. No one okay. knows the answer. Yeah, I certainly don't. Um, uh, the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burned offerings did Solomon offer at that altar. In Gibeon, Yahweh appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask what I shall give you. Whoa. Whoa. How? Gosh, what an honor to have the rock come to you in your dreams. I know. So yes. David, for the first time ever, was asked, which punishment do you want? But now Solomon just gets asked, like, what do you want, man? You're, you're cool. You're my dude. You're here. Like, what do you want? Oh, wow. I would be scared. I'd be scared like when a genie's like, yeah, give me your three wishes. I'm like, you're going to trick me somehow <laughs> right. out of my wishes. <laughs> or do you're you going to have to lay out some scared. rules. Is Solomon I feel scared? like Solomon is not scared. I feel like he's just like, yeah, obviously. Clearly God is asking me the king. If he's anything Solomon. like his dad, he's like, yeah, I'm cool. God loves me. This is great. Right. This is what That's I deserve. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, he learned from from the original person who was, you know, it, talking about how much God loved him. So right, and how he was the most famous singer in the land, and all of oh, that. Oh yeah, I forgot. yeah. <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> Solomon said, "You should have shown your to your servant David, my father, great loving kindness." Oh no, sorry, you have shown, not should have. <laughs> you like, have. Whoa. He's not Good that job. ballsy. Yeah, no, you, you definitely <laughs> did. Yeah, thank you for doing that. You have shown to your servant David, my father, great loving kindness, according as he walked before you in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you, and you have kept him. For him, this great loving kindness that you have given him a son to sit on the throne, as is this day. Now, Yahweh, my God, you have made your servant king instead of David, my father, and I am but a little child, except for like an 18-year-old little child. <laughs> He's right. really trying to play into like, I'm just an innocent little boy. Don't he Never totally mind that I just though. killed all of these political enemies of David. Right. Yeah, and took the, the Pharaoh's daughter. I don't know how to go out or come in. Uh, what does that mean? 
well Wait, okay we what does that mean <laughs> we established that going out and coming in means going to war and going uh-huh. in and coming out is sex i'm pretty sure we've established okay. those are their euphemisms okay, okay. Yeah, so he's probably saying i don't maybe i've yet to go to battle or to wage a an intense campaign against any mm. other country so maybe he's leading up to asking for some help in that regard yeah okay i don't know how to come out (laughs) (laughs) your servant is in the midst of your people which you have chosen a great people that can't be numbered nor counted for multitude i thought that they just had a census but (laughs) But that was the whole point that's why he got yeah he hated it because he's attempting to number people that cannot be numbered and how dare they do that? Okay. <laughs> Give your servant, therefore, an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this, your great people? Hmm. Speech. Speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. <laughs> it was a God test after him. all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourself long life, neither have asked for riches for yourself, nor have asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your world. Behold, I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there has been none like you like you before you, neither after you shall any arise like you. Wow. Wow. What a request. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that this, I mean, I'm assuming that he's of sound like mind and, and actually meaning like, yeah, I'm, I really want this thing. And I really, I really want to be the best King possible. He's not just like trying to get something out of God. Well, I I I think that's a little column A, a little column B. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think it all smart though. Yeah. It all depends on how Michael B. Jordan plays plays this but I um, <laughs> it but, all depends on our casting choice <laughs> but i don't see i don't see any reason to doubt that necessarily i think that's i think that's legit that Yet. he's like i want to be a good king makes okay, sense well that's nice i have also given you that which you have not asked both riches and honor huh. how nice in the message so, in the message yes. it says as a bonus i'm giving you both the wealth and the glory you didn't ask for everything behind all three doors yeah. yes i'm assuming that's see that's why i asked that question because <laughs> i think that like in some way he he knew that that was coming for him that, that this was gonna happen so okay so that there shall not be any among the kings like you all your days wow if you will walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father david did walk Then I will lengthen your days. Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh and offered up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings and made a feast to all his servants. Then there came two women who were prostitutes to the king and stood before him. Is this part of his, like, his package that he got like winning the price is right <laughs> no i don't think so and if keep, you act keep reading. now we'll throw in two prostitutes yeah oh <laughs> keep keep yeah, reading I mean, keep reading uh, okay the one woman said oh my lord i i and this woman dwell in one house and i was delivered of a child 
uh, with her in the house. It happened the third day after I was delivered that this woman was delivered also. And we were together and there was no stranger with us in the house. <laughs> save we two in the house. This is, hold on. Okay. First of all, this is a very famous story. Yes, it Emily. is. Um, are, are you are you familiar you're familiar yes. with the story? Yeah, okay. I'm familiar with the story, but, like, couldn't they, like, write it better? I was going to say, I've never heard it told this way. It was just, like, very meandery and, like, mm-hmm. lots of unnecessary detail. Like, we were together. There wasn't any stranger, you know. Really no, yeah, funny. we were together. There were two babies. We both had a baby. <laughs> but think, imagine this is, you know, Judge Judy or Judge Joe Brown or something, right? It's like they want to set okay. the whole scene because that, that's essentially what they're doing, right? They're coming for judgment. So it's like, okay, here's yeah. the deal. Like, I had the baby on this day, and then on the third day, she had the baby. And there was no one else in the house, just to be clear. Like, it couldn't have been anyone else, you know? Like, really, mm. really trying to to cl- lay it all out for the judge. Okay. 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 This woman's child died in the night because she lay on it. Awkward. Oh, what? Goodness. I mean, I suppose that's a risk. Yeah, the the translation that pretty much every other translation does is that in the night she rolled over on top of the baby and and it died. Oh, that's awful. I know, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but it, it's yeah, it's awful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while your handmaid slept and lay it on her bosom and laid her dead child on my bosom. When I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had looked at it in the morning, behold, it was not my son whom I bore. The other woman said, no, but the living is my son and the dead is your son. This said, no, but the dead is your son and the living is my son. Okay, Thus they like, spoke no, before it's not, the king. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then said the king. Then said the king, the one says, this is my son who lives, and your son is the dead, and the other says, no, but your son is the dead, and my son is the living. I just, okay, this translation also just, your son is the dead, my son is the living, I I don't know, I want to... Yeah, I just, what my, does the message say? Or even like King James, is that what you read, Dedeker, or are you used to NIV? No, I was used to NIV. Okay. Uh, which which probably, one do you want? I can read you any translation you want. NIV? I don't know, like... Yeah, sure. Just for fun. Okay, just change it up. Change it up. Give the message a break. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, during the night, so this is the first woman speaking now. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I, your servant, was asleep. She put him by her breast and put her dead son by my breast. The next morning, I got up to nurse my son, and he was dead. But when looking at him closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't the son I had born. The other woman said, No, the living one is my son. The dead one's yours. But the first one insisted, No, the dead one is yours. The living one's mine. And so they argued before the king. Okay. So it's pretty now, much pretty I'm, much the same deal, just slightly yeah, less awkward. I, I guess yeah, I never really realized... I never really realized with Solomon's story that he went straight from having this dream, asking God for a wise heart, straight to this baby story. This just one, like yeah. first day on the job, right in the yeah. fire. Well, I mean, this is like, you know, when a president has his first hundred days and he's kind <laughs> of like, he's supposed to like do the most in the first hundred days. This is his first day. And so <laughs> right. he's he's coming out with a bang. How exciting. Okay. All right. The king said, get me a sword. (laughs) They brought a sword before the king. 
The king said, divide the living child in two and give half to the one and half to the other. Then spoke the woman whose the living child was to the king, for her heart yearned over her son. And she said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child and in no way kill it. But Lord, uh, but the other said, it shall neither be mine nor yours. Divide it. So, yeah, there it is. Then the king answered, give her the living child and in no way kill it. She is the mother of it. All Israel heard the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. (laughs) So smart. So, so smart. Yep. Yeah. And then it's going to be ripped off by Bertolt Brecht several hundreds of years later in the Caucasian Circle. Are you talking about Baby in the Bathwater? No, I'm talking about the Caucasian Chalk Circle. What? It's a play. Oh, it's a play. Okay. They make a similar well, so allegory. So baby in the bathwater, but, but it, it, that's not Bertolt Brecht. I forget. But it's who it less is. about cutting a college. baby in half and more about pulling a slightly older child by the hands on two sides of a of a chalk circle. And it's it's similar. It's the same exact. It's the same exact metaphor. Same exact allegory. But Bertolt Brecht, for some reason, thought I'm going to add uh, some life to this baby and make him ten years old instead of zero years old. Interesting. Oh. Okay. Why would they do that? Okay. <laughs> now I yeah. don't know it's Brecht. Cool. You know, so what I do like about the story is that all the other stories that we've heard, like pretty much all the other stories we've heard about leaders being very clever or wise has either been like their tricksy military victories, like Mm -hmm. was the case, uh, you know, with, I guess, David, but mostly like with uh, Joshua and stuff like that, where it's like, we're going to cleverly outsmart him and trick him in battle. Or it was just what i guess that's it and or just like listening or to yahweh like abraham and going, being like i'm gonna pretend that my wife is my sister and <laughs> sure yeah abraham <laughs> did that multiple times right. yeah yeah that kind of trickiness yeah but it's all kind of based in trickiness and this one is sort of also trickiness but for a different purpose it's like the trick isn't the thing the trick is just kind of like the way to get to the truth i don't know i think it's interesting i actually clever. think it's kind of cool oh, that's yeah. cool that's cool yeah that's cool Let's it's see cool. what other cool. what other kind of uh, clever japes Solomon's going to get into here. Okay, let's M- see. Moving on. This is me, right? No. Oh no, no this is you. No. Okay, no. you're Kings Four. All right. Yep. Kings Four. King Solomon was king over all Israel. Can yeah, I? We know. The- can I real quick? Sorry, I just looked at the very first sentence in the message. King Solomon was off to a good start ruling Israel. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> They're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you're right. <laughs> the message is... It, it, who is it written for? Can I ask that? Like, is it written for, like, the teenage, like, kid who doesn't no, really want to read the Bible? I mean, it was definitely written for myself and my teenage friends to crack up in the middle of church service, for sure. <laughs> but I think it was intended to be written for you. It just missed yeah. enough that it became missed a joke. Missed enough. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, that was what happens when like a 60-year-old man writes something for teenagers. Is <laughs> right. Missed the mark just enough, generally. Yeah. That's what makes it so awesome. Okay. So King Solomon, he was king over all Israel. These were the princes whom he had. Oh, oh boy. Here we go. Okay. Oh, some names. I knew this Get was going to happen. With, with that lady? With the, the pharaoh lady? No, the princes, I don't think it's like princes as in his children. I think these are like his officers. Uh, Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think this is Yeah, because a lot of these people have different dads, as you'll find out, because you're going to find out who their dads are. Oh, yeah, because it's a son of. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Gotta have that. These were the princes whom he had. Azariah, the son of Zadok, the priest. Elahuref and Ahijah, the sons of Shisha, Mm, scribes. 
<laughs> Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, the recorder, and Ben. Yeah, this is Benihana, same Benihana. Benihana, oh. the son of Jehoiada, oh, yeah, was of over the host. Oh, and okay. Zadok, so, yeah, it was Jehoshaphat. The same Jehoshaphat? Or did somebody just want to be named Jehoshaphat? They <laughs> just wanted to. <laughs> God wanted to name him Jehoshaphat, but this is an actual Jehoshaphat. <laughs> no, 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 you're thinking God wanted Solomon to be named Jedediah. Yeah. Okay, but you had said jumping Jehoshaphat at some point in this whole long thing that we've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's a phrase. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but we said it because... We talked about someone named Jehoshaphat, who might, I think, is this same person is here. Is this guy? Okay. Who was one of the officers of David, I think. But okay. the jump in Jehoshaphat's a King Jehoshaphat who happens later. Okay. Uh, There's so, a king? And Zadok, <laughs> okay, we'll get to it. And Zadok and Abiathar were priests. And Azariah, the son of Nathan, was over the officers. And Zabud, the son of Nathan, was chief minister and the king's friend. And <laughs> that political officer. all these other people, friend. he didn't really <laughs> like them, friends. but they were good at, you know, doing what they were doing. Would not hang out with them. I mean, they're okay at the office, you know, but yeah. really wouldn't. Yeah. He get wouldn't a get a with drink them. with them. Yeah, yeah. And Ahishar was over the household and Adoniram, the son of Abda, was over the men subject to forced labor. Lovely. Goodness. Great. Solomon Great. had... 12 officers over all Israel who provided food for the king and his household. Each man had to make provision for a month in the year. Okay, so if there's 12 officers, each of them takes a month and they're responsible for the potluck that month. Right? Oh, oh I see. <laughs> Something like that. It's kind of like their tax, I guess. Okay. Okay. Huh. These are their names. Oh, this is 12 additional officers. Boy. All right. Here we go. These are their names. Ben-Hur. Wait. There it is. There it is. Wait, there he is. I didn't know that Ben-Hur was a real thing. I thought it was just like a random story with chariots. Maybe we should watch Ben-Hur because I don't actually know that story or who yeah, he I, is. I don't really either. Okay. I watched I'm pretty that sure movie. the Ben-Hur film is set in like the Roman Empire and, and that would not was that be the same also, Ben-Hur. Was yeah. that also one of the guys that are in like all of these movies that we looked up? Was that a Charlton Heston? That yeah, Charlton Heston. Is he Ben Hur? No. Wait, somebody is saying that Ben Hur is Jesus time. So is this a different Ben Hur? It's got to be a different Ben Hur. Yeah. yeah, must be. Mm-hmm. I remember Wait. watching that movie when I was probably. I don't know, seven or something like that. I was very young, so I really don't remember it very well. I know it won Best Picture, I think. Oh, really? Probably. Yeah, okay. back then all you had to do was make a Bible movie with a bunch of extras and you get Best Picture. Okay, right. so Ben-Hur in the hill country of Ephraim, Ben-Decker in Makaz, <laughs> and in Shalbim and Beth Shemesh, and Elon... Not Musk, Musk but Elon Beth Hanan, <laughs> Ben Hesed in Arubuth. This is a lot of Bens. Goodness. Many Bens, many Bens. And to him pertained Sukkah and all the land of Hefer. Ben Abinadab in all the height of Dor. He had Taphath, the daughter of Solomon, as wife. Baana, the son of Ahlud, in Tanakh and Megiddo. And all Beth Shean, which is beside Zerathan, beneath Jezreel, from Beth Shean to Abba Mulhola, as far as beyond Jokmim. I'm sorry, um, what so, did you just... Did you? Just I don't say, know. That was what? some very elaborate Google Maps directions to this person's house, I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, got it. That so, was a lot of place names <laughs> that we've never really encountered that I recall. Right. Okay, Someone pointed more. out in chat that Ben just means son of... 
So oh. that's why a lot of these start with Ben. Okay. So oh. Ben Hur is son of her. Everybody. Why does everybody ben? start with Ben? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> okay. That there's there's more. There's more Bens. There yeah. are more Bens to come. Okay. Ben okay. Gebur in Ramoth Gilead, and to Did him you pertained. Just say ben Burr? No, Ben Gebur. Oh, Gebur. Ben Gebur in Gerber. Ramoth Gilead, and to him pertained the towns of Jair, the son of Manasseh, which are in Gilead, and even to him pertained the region of Argob, which is in Bashan. Sixty great cities with walls and brazen bars. Maybe brazen, brazen? bars. <laughs> <What>? Brazen. <laughs> yeah. Brazen bars. Okay. Ahinadab, the son of Edo in Mahanaim. Ahimaaz in Naphtali. He also took Basimoth, the daughter of Solomon, as wife. Bana, the son of Hushai in Asher and Bealoth. Jehoshaphat, the son of Parua in Issachar. Different, so there's two, a lot of different, different, different Jehoshaphat. Many. Many, yeah. many, many. Okay, I can't with these things. Oh, just wait, because there's another Shimmy also. Shimmy, um, the son of Elah in Benjamin. Geber, is Shimmy the, dead? The, yeah, other, the, the, yeah. the Shimmy that we Shimmy. knew and loved, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. This is a new Thank Shimmy. Goodness. Okay. Geber, the son of Uri in the land of Gilead, the country of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and of Og, king of Bashan. I haven't heard from Og in a long time. Jeez. Hey, Og. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, was, he was the only officer who was in the land. Wait, is that a different Og? I think that's the same Og. I think he's giving us a reference of like Geber is in the country of Sihon and Og, even though Og and Sihon are definitely long dead by now. But just so you know, this is where the Amorites lived and this is where this officer is also. Okay. Or was this okay. guy a descendant of Og somehow? Probably not. We wouldn't be friends with them. I don't know. Who knows? It's oh, anything's possible. It seems like they changed their mind every other book about like who can be For married sure. to whom. Yes. Yeah. Judah and Israel were many as the sand which is by the sea in multitude, eating and drinking and making merry. Oh, well. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the river to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Solomon's provision for one day. Get this. Okay. Solomon's provision. Get this. <laughs> for Look one at what day this guy got. Okay. Was... 30 measures of fine flour and 60 measures of meal, 10 fat oxen and 20 oxen out of the pastures and 100 sheep besides wow. hearts and gazelles and roebucks and fattened fowl. What's a heart? For he had dominion over all the region on this side of the river, from Tifsa even to Gaza, over all the kings on this side of the river, and he had peace on all sides round about him. Okay, so his provision for one day. What does the message say? Is this his tax? Is this what he eats in one day? What is what is this? I the, certainly the, hope not. The message says this is one day's food supply for Solomon's household. So this okay, is like that, that, that makes more sense. A lot yeah. of wives around and concubines but and children. And, and I'm servants sure. and children. There's probably people and, starving yeah. out there and he needs all this? Well, nothing's Surely? changed. Yeah. Nothing's changed. All right. Also, um, Emily Hart's a deer. Thank you. A female deer? No, that's a dough. <laughs> okay. Okay. Judah and Israel lived safely. Every man under his vine and fig tree. That's, oh! Wow. Oh! That's Jeez, a Hamilton that's, reference, everyone. That's where it came from. A Hamilton reference, everyone. Oh! 
Jeez. Wow. That caught me by surprise. Okay. Judah and... I'm going to start crying. Jeez. Okay. Judah okay. Calm and, down. <laughs> Judah and Israel live safely, every man under his vine and under his fig tree, from Dan even to Beersheba, all the days of Solomon. Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. I this this that's, is too much. That's a lot. Where would they put all of them? It's got to be for the forty units of yeah, horses and mm. twelve units of horsemen, right? Right, Jace. Please yeah. tell me. Otherwise, yes. that just okay. seems just unbelievable. Pretty, but too I many mean, horses outrageous. to feed. Too many horsemen to feed. There's just no way. However, there's just no way. However, in the message, he does actually translate this as forty thousand and twelve thousand. As opposed to other times where he has said like 12 companies of men or something. So uh, I don't know. Maybe there's some debate here. That's no 40,000 horses. No one can feed 40,000 horses. Look at us. There's not look that many up. horses we'll in the up. world. Yes. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up how many horses are in the world. Just <laughs> right give me, now give me, or like right my mom now. is like, is like not. Okay. Listen, listen. <laughs> How many horses how are much? in the world? It's 58,832,221 okay. horses in the world. Yeah, so calm down, okay? <laughs> calm down. Solomon could have that many. But can you imagine how much horse shit you got to deal with literally yeah, and lot. figuratively a every lot. single day? But you have enough servants that require, you know, 100 sheep and 20 cattle and 20 whatever, you know. That's why they had to feed him that much because they burn all those calories. Not, I'm sorry. It's not 40,000 horses. It's just not. It's just okay. not. No one okay. needs that many horses. Okay. Okay. Oh, so 12,000 horsemen. The king. Those officers provided food for King Solomon and for all who came to King Solomon's table. Every man in his month, they let nothing be lacking. Barley also and straw for the horses and swift steeds brought they to the place where the officers were. Every man according to his charge. God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and very great understanding, even as the sand that is on the seashore. Because we it got is- it. <laughs> <laughs> Solomon's wisdom. Are you tired of hearing about it yet? Because I'm going to tell you more about well, it. Great. By all means. I love it. Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the East and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezraite, and He-Man. <laughs> Did you just say the words He-Man? Did you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just looked and it does say He-Man. It's <laughs> pretty He-Man. Great. I never thought of He-Man as that wise, so I'd believe this comparison. Yeah. What's the He-Man song? You mean I, the I, meme song or the actual song? The meme song. Um... <laughs> Oh, yep. Well done, Dunnaker. Well done. That one. Well done. Yeah. What's going on? By the three non, four non blondes. Three or four. Somewhere between three and five non blondes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. We knew that we would get Dedeker to sing eventually in this yes. show. Well done. Yeah. Yes. That was okay. even in key, Dedeker. I'm very impressed. That was Thank in key. You. Well done. Thank you. The one yes. helps. And Cal Call. And Darda, the sons of Mahol, and his fame was in all the nations round about. He spoke 3,000 proverbs. And his okay. songs were 1,005. That's very there, precise. Nothing is small yeah. about this guy. Nothing. No, no. Oh, yeah. He's very go big or go home for sure. So uh, by proverbs, these are the, the, the book of proverbs, right? It's written by Solomon, supposedly. 
Oh, it is. I, I, I guess I actually I, I don't know. Is that is that true? Is that the case? I'm pretty sure because David is Psalms, and I'm pretty sure Solomon is is the Book of Proverbs. Okay. This right. it's three thousand proverbs. He's got to put them somewhere. Yeah, you're There's right. Be some King of them Solomon. in that book. Yeah, King Solomon. Yeah. It's his proverbs. It's, and his Psalms yeah. one thousand five. What a what a number. So does that mean he also gets some Psalms in there too? Maybe. Then maybe some maybe. are him. Maybe yeah. He spoke of trees from the cedar that is in Lebanon even to the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He spoke also of animals and of birds and of creeping things and of fish. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> there came of all peoples to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom. That's the end of the chapter. Okay. I mean, I do like the wow. idea of like Michael B. Jordan just like sitting there. Like picking up a little worm and being like, this worm, everybody, come, come closer, hear about it. Come here. I want to tell you about it. I want to tell you something. Like that thing that only really rich and privileged people can do of like, I had this epiphany about love and life and I just want all y'all to hear it and y'all have to listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, he certainly was Sounds wealthy. Great. We covered that just a moment ago. So. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Um, I mean, God probably gave him those 40,000 horses, Dedeker. Oh, he's just like, poof, there you go. I don't know. You said the words genie before. I mean, isn't God as genie as you get? I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so I just keep thinking about um, in Monty Python and the Holy Grail when King Arthur meets Sir Bedivere. And he's like, who are you who are so, who's so knowledgeable in the ways of science? And it's just that, like, it, it just guy just knew everything about everything. They're like, hey, why is this bird red? And he's like, well, that is because long ago it, you know, killed its mother. And therefore, all the children have been punished oh, to be red. Oh, oh okay. You know, all right. Well, like, I, just have to, I just have to let people know. David in the chat pointed out a very important point, which is that in Deuteronomy, there was a law. There was a limit oh, to how many horses shit. kings were allowed to have. Remember that? I thought it was only like 40. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Remember, I don't remember that. On this. But I believe you, David, because you know way more about the Bible than <laughs> any of us. So Definitely either that me. means that it is 40 units of horses and Solomon is completely in line with the law, or he is way out of line with the law by yeah. having 40,000 horses. You yeah. know, God probably doesn't care. I think he cares. Yeah. Uh, the, okay. the, right. the king, moreover, must not acquire great numbers of horses for himself or make the people <laughs> return to Egypt to get more of them. For the Lord has told you you're not to go back that way again. That's from the New International Version, Deuteronomy seventeen, verse sixteen. Wait, but how many? How many is how many? But I think it's it's because it's his household, maybe, and not just the king. Is yeah. it like okay? Is it like that thing where to get around the estate tax, you gift things to other people? Oh yeah, mm. you can gift your wife like seventy five thousand dollars, like tax free or something. Jeez, that was I in a know movie. That, Emily. And I feel like that was in a movie. And other people, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more than that now. But anyway, maybe wow. it's that sort well, of thing. Of maybe he's found a loophole because he's very wise. So it would make sense. He, he knows he would... all the loopholes. Yeah. That's what he like tax evasion and other wise things. <laughs> <laughs> nice for him. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wow. 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 Okay. Um, 
this has been some great fun. <laughs> and uh, like I was mentioning at the end of the show last time, whenever I'm reading, I need to cover up the chat in our live show because people actually make some pretty funny jokes and observations and it distracts me. Um, if y'all are interested in us continuing to do this, there are some specific ways that you can help support our show. Continuing on the last chapter, it's a very short one. So like buckle your seatbelts because we're going to be done before you know it. First Kings chapter five. Hiram, king of Tyre, sent his servants to Solomon, for he had heard that they had appointed him king in the place of his father. Yeah, get with the program, Hiram. <laughs> and Hiram... Word, I think, I think words spread slow in these yeah, days, to be fair. True. They don't have Twitter. That's true. Yeah. Solomon, uh, sorry, uh, he'd always loved because... Gosh. And Hiram had always loved David. Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, Know that David my father could not build a house for the name of Yahweh his God because of the wars which were around him on every side. Are you looking at the NIV? No. Should be the World English Bible. Is it not? Okay. You're just like kind of paraphrasing it. And I'm like, are you looking (laughs) at a different version? Uh, You know what's interesting is that is... um, that is kind of a tricky thing because uh, I'm looking at the version that you gave me via drunkbiblestudy.com slash read. Everyone go there now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like slightly different than what you're like saying. Oh, you're right. Wow, that's interesting. So I was reading the World English Bible, but from a different website mm. um, because then I can have it next to my the message translation. That's interesting. And I've noticed this before with other sites, that they'll each have slightly different versions of the World English Bible. Huh. And that's an interesting... I wonder... We'll have to look into that. Maybe maybe for the bonus, I can look into what's the deal with the, the multiple. Is it because it's this English open Bible. source Bible that it's maybe different It's not really open source, are... though, is the thing. <laughs> like it... Different places are getting different updated versions, potentially. Yeah. It's like Wikipedia. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Right. That So, in the version that... I got for our site, it says, for Hiram was ever a lover of David. And for the one that's on Bible Gateway, it says, and Hiram had always loved David. It's just yeah. like a little... And you said hmm. uh, appointed him king, and this says anointed him king. Oh, yeah. Conspiracy. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, I was like, I'm gonna you just switch. spread that word wrong, but you didn't. I'll, I'll switch back to ours. But I want to look into that. That's interesting to see how these versions have diverged from each other. Yeah. Okay. So Hiram loved David, though. We all got that. That was the yeah. most important thing. Solomon sent to Hiram saying, You know how that David, my father, could not build a house for the name of Yahweh, his God, for the wars which were about him on every side? until Yahweh put them under the soles of his feet. He stomped them. Wow. But now Yahweh, my God, has given me rest on every side. There is neither adversary, adversary, there is neither adversary nor evil occurrence. Behold, I purpose to build a house for the name of Yahweh, my God, as Yahweh spoke to David, my father, saying, your son, whom I will set on your throne in your room, he shall build the house for my name. Do you, do you guys remember uh, that when that happened? No. No. 
when David was like, I'm going to build Yahweh this cool house out of wood. I do remember that, but I didn't remember that he had said that his son is going to do it instead. Yeah, Yahweh was like, did I ask for a house? If I want a house, I will tell you to build me a house. I remember that. Your son will build me a house, but not you. Uh, Yeah. So here it is. Coming, coming around the prophecy. I thought he already did it, but he hasn't. No, no, it's happening. Well, there was a just verse. Said yes, there was a verse right at the top. It's like, yeah, Sol- Solomon built God a house, and it was great. Can they read that? Now we're getting more just, details. We may be out of order in the timeline. Well, a bit. maybe we're just saying it again because you know okay. the Bible likes to say things over, right, and over and over again. Maybe we're just getting like the backstory now of kind of how that happened. I don't know. Cool. Okay. Behold, I purpose to build a house for the name of Yahweh my God, as Yahweh spoke to to David my father, saying, Your son, whom I will set on your throne in your room, he shall build the house for my name. Now, therefore, command you that they cut me cedar trees out of Lebanon, and my servants shall be with your servants, and I will give you hire for your servants according to all that you shall say. For you know that there is not among us any who knows how to cut timber like the Sidonians. Oh, yeah. We all know Sidonians, that. Yeah. right? I mean, That's just timber. their timber cutting skills yeah. it's, it can't, cannot be matched. Can't hold a candle. Got it. Okay, so he's sending his servants and saying, we'll give you money to pay your servants to, to, cut, okay. to cut these trees. Okay. It happened when Hiram heard the words of Solomon that he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be Yahweh this day, who has given to David a wise son over this great people. I'm going to pull a denigre and say, what is this accent? <laughs> uh, you know, this is Hiram. This is how Hiram talks. Don't, um, wor- don't okay. worry about it. Hiram sent to Solomon, saying, I have heard the message which you have sent me. I will do all your desire concerning timber of cedar and concerning timber of fir. He didn't ask about uh, fur. Like bonus. fur the the fur or fur the tree. Like fur a with the tree. eye in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fur, like a fur tree. Yeah. Oh, Tannenbaum. Okay. Yes. Yes. My servants shall bring them down from Lebanon to the sea, and I will make them into rafts to go by sea to the place that you shall appoint me, and will cause them to be broken up there, and you shall receive them, and you shall accomplish my desire in giving food for my household. (laughs) And Solomon's like, I just want you to do it. I don't need you to tell me how you're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So Hiram gave Solomon timber of cedar. And timber of fir, according to all his desire. Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 measures of wheat for food to his household and 20 measures of pure oil. What kind of oil? Less. 20,000 and then 20. Most likely olive. Oil's very, like, precious. It is, Regardless of what kind it is. Olive especially. It's very, you know, very multi-purpose. Thus gave Solomon to Hiram year by year. So that's just Whoa. every year. Every year he Whoa. got that. So it's kind of paying a tribute, a tax. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Goodness. Yahweh gave Solomon wisdom. Of course. Can't forget that. <laughs> Yahweh gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. And there was peace between Hiram and Solomon. And they two made a league together. A league of extraordinary gentlemen. No. Sorry. A league of their own? A league of their own. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> just the two cool. of them. 
King Solomon raised a levy out of all Israel, and the levy was thirty thousand men. He sent them to Lebanon, ten thousand a month by courses. A month they were in Lebanon, and two months at home. Okay, sort of like working shifts, sending them out to Lebanon. Wow. All right. What, to, to cut down all this wood? Why are they sending him to Lebanon? I'm lost. Yeah, so... For fun. <clears throat> right. So King Solomon was like, I need 30,000 men to help work for me, because David or Solomon had said he would send him servants. But then it says he sent them to Lebanon 10,000 a month by courses. A month they were in Lebanon and two months at home. So the 30,000 was like 10 so at a, a time. a little exchange program going on. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. A work study abroad, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Adoniram was over the men subject to forced labor. Oh, I see. He was probably one oh, of the ones that you see. read, Dedeker. Okay, yeah. so they're actually slaves, not actually really a work-study program. Good, good, yeah, good. good. Solomon had 70,000 70, who bore burdens and 80,000 who were stonecutters in the mountains. I guess these are their slave job titles. Besides Solomon's chief officers who were over the work, 3,300 who bore rule over the people who labored in the work. Okay. The king commanded, and they hewed out great stones, costly stones, to lay the foundation of the house with worked stone. Solomon's Ooh. builders and Hiram's builders and the Gebelites, that's a new one, and the Gebelites did fashion them and prepared the timber and the stones to build the house. The end. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. wow. So that's okay. going to be a temple. It's going to be a big old badass temple. Yeah. yeah. With a stone foundation and wood from pine and fur. Fur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cedar. Cedar Ce- and fur. Sorry. Cedar yeah. and fur. No pine. Uh-huh. Get that out of here. Yeah. Now. How lovely. Here's a question. It's not really relevant to the story. Okay. Great. Pretty cool. consistently, our readings clock out at about an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that. that seems... That seems too well planned out because we're just doing these readings that are served up to us by Bible study tools, correct? Uh-huh. Yeah. And Why it's just we... like, I don't know. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it's, like they, it's like they wanted us to make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they did it want is, us to make yes. a podcast. God like decreed that it would happen at some point. Mm, yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, but also, I don't know, probably someone's attention span isn't going to last past an hour it's like I'm but it doesn't done. take I'm you an hour now. it doesn't take you an hour as an individual to read through these readings it'd probably take you no. what 30 minutes half Less the time than 30 minutes, half an sure. hour yeah yeah because yeah. we're you know stopping and starting and that's true if we were just reading it straight jokes, through yeah it'd probably be yeah. like 15 minutes yeah yeah you're right so there's something about that translation of time that uh works out very well for drinking and podcasting well done yeah no it's great it's yeah it's like they planned it out i guess so that you could actually get through the bible reading one day a year or one day a year one reading (laughs) one one day (gasps) every day in the year every day from one year you get through the whole thing and instead we're reading once a week but we're jibber jabbering and reading out loud so it takes us a lot longer I will say john michael in the chat is pointing out that it could be these are readings that could be finished during a sunday school which would be generally about an hour long class and where you would probably mm. also be discussing the passage as you're reading it. Yeah. Maybe not making quite as many jokes, but <laughs> probably not. Know. 
Yeah. You know, like one of those, there was definitely, I know in my church, there was one of those, like, read the Bible in a year, Sunday school classes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not, you you didn't those. take it. No, you I didn't, didn't take, take it. it. No, I didn't take it. I was busy taking other Sunday school classes. JC, you didn't take it either. You two have never read the whole thing, right? Mm-mm. Right. Never read the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but that's the thing. I've A lot of people are like, yeah, I've read it. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people. I, just I'm telling you, think I they've encountered money, it most, all, and they haven't. Yeah. Most people are lying. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. most people are just making the assumption of like between the reading that I do with devotionals and like what I hear in church mm-hmm. and Sunday school, I've probably read the entire Bible. Like it feels like you've read the entire Bible. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I think most people ain't read the entire Bible. Okay. Right from the <laughs> from the the research that we did at the beginning of this, trying to figure this out, it seems more likely that people who think they've read the whole Bible, unless, unless they've done a specific study plan to like read the whole thing and they've gone sort of day by day and followed a specific schedule to do it more likely they've read something like 30 to 40%, less than half is most people who think they've read the whole Bible. We've, we've determined, we think it's about that much that they've actually read. So, so like the Solomon story that I read, oh, they've David heard that. Stuff. Yeah, no, they heard that one. They've heard a bunch like of those Jesus. David stories. I'm telling yeah, you, they ain't read the story of like Absalom getting his hair caught in a tree and then having Joab stab three nah. darts through his heart. Right. They probably don't know exactly how much David's house ate in each day. <laughs> I mean Solomon. <laughs> Solomon's house. Solomon. I really yeah. got to get with the program here. <laughs> Lovely. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, here we are. Here we are. All right, Jace. The end of day. You're the one to take us home. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it, and hopefully tell them that they won't go to hell for listening to it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Emily Matlack, Dedeker Winston, and me, Jace Lindgren. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. I'm going to try that again. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad.